We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking week four priority waiver wire targets on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into Roto-Viz Radio. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We're two of the owners at Roto-Viz Ready to look back on some week three action. It's hard to believe we are already headed into week four. As always, the season continues to roll along and things that you just don't expect continue to happen. It's been a fun year so far, Curtis. I'm looking forward to the rest of it. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Hey, I just want to start the top of the show with a tip of the cap to... Um, all of our, uh, men and women, uh, who are in military service, uh, for our great country. Uh, my brother-in-law left for a year long, uh, military deployment with the army national guard, uh, this morning. And so, you know, our family's going to miss him. He's he actually is also my best friend and neighbor. Um, so yep. it's a pretty big, pretty big impact, uh, to, to our lives around here. But, uh, Darren, um, you know, Godspeed. We'll keep things uh, held down around here and I will be watching your Bengals every week uh, in support. So um, yeah, so, so we'll start, we'll start with that. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. I, I mean, currently as we're recording Monday night football is occurring between Dallas and New York and like we're a quarter of the way through the meaningful part of the fantasy season already uh, pre playoff. So, you know, we've got enough data that we've got to start making some decisions on some draft picks that aren't panning out the way we thought. And, you know, our, our Tuesday morning show really is highlighting these last couple of weeks, some of the great work that uh, Bjorn Yang Vernet's doing on the site uh, with his priority pickups. And then also we want to have a chance to highlight some of the standouts and snoozers from uh, this last week. And I think that's the dovetail into uh, the next segment, Dave. That's right, Curtis. It is time for the player of the week, a name that I am not sure we mentioned all offseason, which was probably for, you know, pretty good reason. Nonetheless, this player comes out and stuns opposing fantasy managers. I don't know how many lineups he was in, but uh, if you faced him, you are not expecting this. And that player, of course, Curtis, is Mac Hollins. 
Uh, for those of you that are unaware, Matt Collins in his week three game for Las Vegas gets 10 targets, eight receptions, converts one touchdown, but more impressively, Curtis, one I almost said 1,000. Felt like that much. 158 receiving yards on 137 <laughs> air yards. Had 47 yards after the catch. I mean, really putting himself on the map there with a 30-point performance. We probably didn't see coming, but, I mean, hats off there to Matt Collins. Which then brings us to a more somber note because we do have to hit... <sighs> The snoozer of the week. And there were some good candidates this week. <laughs> as there normally always are. I decided though, Curtis, that we have to go with Jimmy Garoppolo this week. With his run out of the back of the end zone for the safety. Helps out Dan Orlovsky, who is famous for doing that. Also only puts up 8.4 fantasy points. Did have one touchdown passing but went uh just 18 of 29 for 211 yards and i think that this is just a disappointment for people that were in super flex leagues that had gone out gotten garoppolo were disappointed when a trade didn't come through things fell into place with an unfortunate injury for trey lance but those teams now thought that garoppolo was going to be useful and he just completely falls flat and i don't think he left those people feeling very good about his long-term prospects either no i mean the only thing that he has going for him versus some of those other super flex stash types is that you know there's not any competition behind him i mean it I, you know the one thing that you do have going for you it's his job you know you can you can trot him out there and know that He's going to be the guy under center as long as he's healthy. But yeah, it was really disappointing that, you know, the 49ers in that game got off to a decent start in the first half, you know, not as many touchdowns as you would have liked with just the the solo on that nice pick play to, to Brandon Ayuk. Um, but then in the second half, really just couldn't get anything going at all. I mean, Denver made some good adjustments on defense um, at halftime and Shanahan did not have any new wrinkles to introduce. And so the 49ers offense just as a whole, fell flat <laughs> and uh, Russell Wilson, who was equally putrid uh, for all, but like one drive in this yeah. game somehow it's just, cr it's crazy, man. Some people just, they just win <laughs> in spite of all evidence uh, otherwise that they should do so. And, you know, for the last five or six years, you know, Russell Wilson seems to be able to dig these weird drives out of uh, nowhere when there's just nothing else going on. But uh, you could have easily said Russell Wilson in this game too, and I it would have been it. fair. I thought about it. I mean, I almost thought about just highlighting this game in general. You know, I was hoping there, we'd yeah. be able to close oh, off man. the day with like one final really interesting game, maybe get mm -hmm. a couple of good drives back and forth, close out the evening, but it was ugly. Yeah, if I was as talented as Calm Kelly uh, at creating some thumbnails, perhaps we would even have a snoozer of the week that was just Jimmy G and, and Russell Wilson spooning, uh, taking a nap together <laughs> because that's, that's how awful that, that performance was by each one of them. But, uh, you know, there's, there's tons of other players that could have highlighted in either category. Honorable mention, I think, Dave, we were talking before uh, we started recording. Honorable mention for player of the week um, it is a nice transition as well into when the waiver wire chat would be Khalil Herbert. Khalil sure. Herbert comes in for injured David Montgomery, man. And as Bjorn notes in his article, available in 75% of public leagues, 
you know, Herbert's a guy that you and I were talking about in the summers, you know, zero RB structural guy and, and best ball drafts and ended up with 12% of them. So, you know, I'm happy from that perspective, but, you know, David Montgomery was actually getting so cheap during, uh, you know, the mid to late stages of a best ball season that he was actually falling out of the dead zone <laughs> and he was, yeah. he was borderline a zero RB play himself. Uh, but you know, uh, Monty gets banged up and, and Herbert just comes in and, and really just impresses. He was like the entire Chicago bears offense on the day, uh, had 20 rushing attempts, uh, a pair of targets and two touchdowns. Um, you know, this was always the danger for Montgomery, even, uh, in the absence of injury, you know, new regime coming in, maybe evaluating the skill sets differently as Justin Fields for better or worse takes over that offense, which running back is going to mesh the best with the way they need to run that offense and construct it around fields. Now Herbert's certainly doing a decent job in his first extended action. Yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, I think that, uh, you know, we had talked about him. Fortunately, I too got him on a number of my best ball teams and just the impact that one week has made those teams Mm. that he's on are really crushing it. So obviously if Herbert were somehow out there, you know, depending on the size of your league, he's definitely a player that you have to go after. Uh, We did have a couple of other interesting performances. One player that I'm sure a lot of people will be focusing on is Alexander Madison, given Mm -hmm. the injury to Dalvin Cook. Now, it doesn't look like at this point there's a prognosis that rules out Dalvin Cook for multiple weeks, at least that I've seen yet. Uh, And I also think it's notable, too, that this was the first game of the season. Cook really started to be in a rhythm, had things going gets the touchdown, then has to come out of the game. But uh, Madison was decent, uh, you know, filling in for him as well. So I think he's another player that people would be interested in adding from their waiver wire this week. There are a couple more names that stand out as well. Curtis, anybody that you think we really need to highlight? Well, just to add a little bit more context on Madison, you know, you, you can't really play him unless Dalvin gets ruled out. But just a reminder of, you know, or if this is the first time you've ever rostered Madison in fantasy, maybe you're newer to the game, the game splits app, it just makes it so clear, man. Uh, Madison and Cook uh, have have played, you know, on that team together uh, for 44 games of Madison's career. In the six times that Madison got a chance to play without Dalvin Cook in the lineup, our road of his game splits app highlights that Madison averages 20.38 PPR. I mean, he's he's you know, a mid RB one when he gets the backfield to himself. I mean, that is mid, mid to high. Yeah, that is nuts. Is that higher than um, Cook's average? Like in that same time span? <laughs> I think it is. Oh, oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's it's spot work. Um, so you don't have to take yeah. that with a grain of salt. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's if anything, you know, Matt, as you're as you're putting your waiver priorities together. You know, I think the guy that we hadn't talked about uh, in addition to Herbert would be Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams more likely to be rostered because of what he did um, on his own, even in the timeshare with DeAndre Swift back in 2021. Uh, But Swift is probably going to be unavailable for at least a couple of weeks and potentially even hitting the, the pup for a short stay. And that would make, you know, Jamal Williams really a focal point of the Lions offense. And they look, you know, way more dynamic than they did last year. So Bjorn has it, you know, ordered Jamal Williams, Cleo Herbert, Alexander Madison. That's probably correct because if you're making a waiver claim on a running back, the idea is that they're probably going straight into your lineup 
um, or at least going to be a very tough out in your final flex spot in the week to come. Um, but you're not going to want to only put a bid in on Jamal Williams or only put a bid in on Khalil Herbert because everyone else is going to be on those names too. And so, you know, slotting Alexander Madison in there as, as your third and being pretty equal in terms of the percentage of fab that you're going to uh, appropriate to that bid behind Herbert and Williams makes a lot of sense. You got to make sure you get one of these guys. I don't mind carrying Madison, even in a, a shallower league, you know, where you can only roster 16 and you've got your kicker in your defense, you know, your ESPN, your Yahoo leagues, and you only got 14 players. I don't mind carrying him in, on my bench for a couple weeks just to see if, if Cook's shoulder does get banged up, you know, he's going to wear the harness. Okay. You know, we know he's missed six games before, and Madison smashed in that scenario. This this is the type of player that could, you know, shift your uh, outlook. I mean, mid-season, shift your outlook and uh, help you catch fire. So I think all three of those guys, you know, they're at the very top of, of my waiver list, um, you know, this week, and they, they ought to be for yours too. Well, the thing that I'll add to this is we know that Madison is going to smash because my brother and I were at the Patriots game this weekend and at about 12 like right before kickoff, my brother pulls up his team and realizes that he needs to make a roster move to add Greg Dortch to his team. Mm. And he has to unload one player. I glance at his screen for about three seconds and I just say, drop Alexander Madison. <laughs> right. Because he, like, you know, goes, he did man. something I would have yeah. told him not to. He had Dalvin cook on this team. I wanted to, you know, get the handcuff off of there. And then I, I knew after I said that it was going to happen. And then sure enough, you know, my brother, like, yeah. you know, elbows me a little bit later. Like, look what you just told me to do. So anyways, yeah. I have yeah. now sealed it for all of you that were banking on Alexander <laughs> Madison. <laughs> But uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure there's much else to cover at running back a couple of stashes just to be aware of, you know, maybe in your little bit of a deeper league. Maybe you're still maybe you're in a shallower dynasty league. Um, you know, these are some other names that would make sense to keep track of at that position. Jarek McKinnon could have been let go. Uh, you know, he is available in about uh, four fifths of leagues in public leagues. And you know, that tells me that even in competitive leagues, he's probably available in like a quarter of them at this point. <laughs> Um, he is splitting the work pretty evenly with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and the Chiefs have looked just, you know, really shaky. I think they're going to be searching for ways to to unlock some additional upside and creativity in the offense. Would not surprise me at all to see McKinnon get a little bit more involved in the passing offense, um, you know, in particular. Uh, Jalen Warren um, has established himself as a clear backup to Najee Harris. He's going to be widely available because he hasn't had that big pop game, but he did look nice on the limited touches that he got uh, this, this most recent week. And then um, Kenny Gainwell too. Um, you know, I don't, you can't really look at the Eagles running back is probably better than a mid to low end RB two. But in the event that, you know, Sanders, Miles Sanders were to go down, you know, consolidating a little bit of the, the pure rushing work for Gainwell, you know, would be valuable, even though you got Jalen Hurts stealing a little bit of that. So there, there's some deeper names available beyond kind of the big three that I expect to be the headlines in most leagues. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Just hearing you mention Jalen Hurts makes me just want to completely derail this podcast right here. Just start <laughs> talking about how awesome oh. Jalen Hurts is. But, Chef's uh, kiss, man. Did yeah, you man. see the graphic? Did you see the graphic from the game where at one point Jalen Hurts had 323 passing yards and Wentz had negative one? Oh my like gosh. That was, no, I didn't. That, that was, yes, that occurred. That was the difference in the disparity at one point in wow. the game. Just absolutely nuts. Yeah. That is wild. All right. Well, I think we've covered some of the running backs. I think one player that uh, you're probably going to see in I would imagine a lot of leagues with shallower rosters this week is Romeo Dobbs after that performance that he had for Green Bay, which was kind of a weird game. You know, I was listening to this one on the way home from the game. Looked like it could be pretty kind of exciting uh, after hearing the first half, but things kind of petered out thereafter. However, this was a guy that, uh, you know, there was a lot of speculation on at different points during the lead up to the season. In this game, he goes eight for eight, which is really impressive, puts up 73 yards and one receiving touchdown at this point. I don't know. Do we think that it's apparent that he is the second in line there uh, to Lazard? You think the jury's still out there? Uh, you can weigh in on that, but I think either way, obviously, he's going to be a player that people are interested in. Yeah, I mean, he's at minimum um, the number. I mean, it's it's probably not even aggressive enough to say that he's the the number two. You yeah. know, he might be the one B at wide receiver to Lazard. Now, we the caveat is that Lazard is still uh, kind of returning to full health. He wasn't even off of the injury report uh, injury report until Friday of this right. week. Um, and so, you know, the team still, he's just such a good run blocker that, you know, the team wants him out there no matter what, um, Dobbs did get two more targets than Lazard in this game. They both scored a touchdown. Um, you know, they're, they're used a little bit, uh, differently here though, for sure. I mean, when Lazard's fully healthy, I think that he is still going to pull away. I mean, he had a 52% air yard share, you know, for the team, you know, Dobbs just 14.1. Um, you know, it looks like Dobbs is positioned maybe to be a little bit more of, an underneath and uh, you know, kind of yak reliant type player where Lazard might be the big time downfield threat and uh, end zone threat over 12.2 yards difference in their average depth of target, um, you know, between the, these two guys. Yeah. Uh, the a dot in this week's game for Dobbs was just 3.1 yards mm. and for Lazard, it was 15.3. And so I think that speaks to where they're at in their route tree development. Um, and so, you know, we just got to keep an eye on it. Packers are interesting too because you you get a little bit of a tight end action in there for the waiver wire as well. Yeah. We've got the return of Bobby Tunyon, man. 
seven targets, six receptions, 37 yards. That's good enough and tied in premium, even without the touchdown. Uh, so that's another, you know, an offense while that game was talking about snoozers of games, man. That Green Bay Tampa game was just, whew. I mean, they're lucky that they had two, you know, future Hall of Famers at quarterback because that was about all the intrigue that that game featured. However, um, it looks like those three guys are going to be the ones to to roster in Green Bay. And I, I do think they're going to get something like 80% of the targets or more every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to be which guy gets the touchdown or the pair uh, each week. So, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Lazard's already rostered everywhere. Everyone's been patient with him. Dobbs, I think, in, in casual leagues, available probably in three quarters of them. Uh, however, in, in competitive leagues or you know, leagues that realistically most of our, our listeners are are playing, you know, he's probably only available in, you know, 15 to 20 percent of those. For sure. And I was going to I was going to ask you potentially about, you know, how we handle him in Dynasty. But I have to imagine he's probably remained on rosters throughout the summer. So it's probably oh, not for worth, sure. Yeah, it's not even yeah. worth having that discussion right now. I don't think about how we treat him. We can wait till we're a little bit further out. Um, another player that I think is worth talking about here. Zay Jones. Now, Zay Jones, mm. man, saw 11 targets, 10 receptions, 85 yards, also had a touchdown, one rushing attempt, put up 24 and a half points for the Jaguars. And if you look at Jacksonville's uh, passing attempts so far, he actually leads the team um, in receptions and is just three targets behind Christian Kirk. Uh playing that role of the wide receiver too there, at least in terms of targets has 173 receiving yards on the season uh, does trail behind Kirk and Jones in air yards. But I mean, I think you could do worse right now. If you need wide receiver help, he's a name you should be thinking about. Uh, Pending Monday night football results. Dave Zay Jones is wide receiver 26 on the season. Uh, wow. With forty-two point three PPR, so yeah, I mean, you know, Kirk Kirk is the the he's the headliner there in Jacksonville, but Jones is the one that you can actually go get. I mean, nobody's trading Christian Kirk after he scored three touchdowns in three weeks uh, and looking like the focal point of the offense. But you know, that's the thing. You know, the rising tide lifts all boats, and you know, the Jaguars look like they're taking some steps forward on offense. Um, everyone except for Travis Etienne, that is. And Jose Jones is reaping some of the benefits uh, of that. So I, I really like him as, you know, a, a less sexy pl- uh, waiver wire bid than Dobbs. Let everyone else um, kind of bid that up. Uh, you know, you can price and force if you want. It's not going to be bad to have Dobbs on your roster, but you can probably get Zay Jones for, you know, something like, you know, four to 5% of your fab. It's going to take more to get Dobbs at this point after he, he broke out to a degree last week. Yeah, and then to put things in perspective, too, just in terms of Jacksonville, you do have Trevor Lawrence right now looking like a fringe mm-hmm. QB1, 772 passing sure. yards, uh, six passing touchdowns, just one interception, around seven yards per attempt. So it's been nice to be able to see him get a fair shot now, you know, given that terrible situation with Urban Meyer that he was thrown into last year. So hopefully we can see some continued success for Trevor Lawrence and some of these players on Jacksonville. Now we've talked about Greg Dorch. I think it's a room. Well, it, it is worth the reminder here that if Rondale Moore is available on your waiver wire, he might be a name to pay attention to given the speculation that when he gets back, he should 
you know, take over some of those looks that Dortch is getting. That said, though, I'm not sure that that's as much of a slam dunk play as some people might lead you to believe. So I'm kind of curious what you think about that, Curtis. I mean, the thing is, is every single week that passes where Rondo Moore's not on the field, more and more chemistry is developing um, right. between Dorch and, and Murray and his role in the offense is, you know, becoming solidified. He is, I'm looking at the Monday review tool. This is how you get it quick and dirty on Rotoviz until we have everything rough sorted. And, you know, this is a rough sort, I guess, until everything is looking yep. all pretty in our tools, you know, by midday Tuesday after the week's games end. Uh, so I'm just looking at the first three weeks in here, three, six, nine. He's wide receiver. He's he's 20th amongst wide receivers and receptions through three weeks. Greg Dortch, that is. I mean, that that's it's pretty impressive. And he's wide receiver 21 from a PPR perspective. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what's what's boosting it up is, I mean, the lack of efficiency, continued lack of efficiency, I should say, continued frustrating lack of efficiency year over year over year from the Arizona Cardinals offense, you know, pass pure passing volume is getting them there. And so, you know, if, if, you know, Deandre Hopkins coming back, uh, we're actually unlock a little bit more of the downfield passing. And we did see some of that materialize with Hollywood, even this past week, it just didn't turn into touchdowns. But if, if the team started actually becoming more efficient, I, I think it would unlock the ceilings more of Hollywood and Zach Ertz. Um, probably to the detriment of Dorch, mm-hmm. who I think is, you know, benefiting from teams focusing on the other, uh, the other skill players in the offense and then the, the offense just running a ton of volume. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he's out there, I think he's a better ad right now than more. I do too. You know, and it just, I think it also depends on, you know, what type of team are you running? You know, if you're in first place right now, more is the better ad. But if you're in, if you're in ninth place and, you know, you're holding on to uh, Kenny Galladay or, you know, some of these guys that have names, you know, Jarvis Landry hurt his ankle. You know, if you, if you need somebody that's going to step in and provide points for you this week, I agree. I mean, there, there might not be a better source of immediate volume um, than Dorch out there on the wire right now. And again, even in comparison to, to Dobbs or Zay Jones, I would expect him to be um, cheaper from a fab percentage perspective as well. Yeah, for sure. And the final player we got to call out here, we actually talked about him last week, being impressed with what he had managed thus far. If Tyler Conklin is out there, <laughs> uh, I believe that this man right now, I, I I have already looked this up, Curtis, but I'm double checking this. This is how crazy it is. Yes, Tyler Conklin right now is the tight end three. He is mm-hmm. 18 receptions, 140 receiving yards, yeah. and a receiving touchdown, a 16% target share for the Jets. He's probably still available in some leagues. If he is, feels like a player you should go out and add. Yeah, I don't, I mean, certainly. I mean, tight end so ugly that uh, he, he warrants an ad. The asterisk on all of that is that in comparison to other tight ends who probably will be more likely to sustain their fantasy production, that 16% target share with Flacco, who now is not going to be around in Mm -hmm. week four post, um, you know, we're going to have a quarterback transition. um, So that's going to change some things. And I also think that the continued emergence of Brees Hall will affect the tight end a a little bit. Um, He continues to get more targets and as more and more backfield carry share, uh, converts over to Brees Hall from Michael Carter. I expect this New York Jets offense to, you know, have more big plays, not just from Hall, 
uh, but also from Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, um, who had more of an established rapport, you know, with, uh, with Zach Wilson than, than Joe Flacco. So that, that is something to note, but I mean, the, the target share or the target volume rather has been pretty consistent for Conklin and David Njoku is going to be, you know, he's going to really command all the attention on the waiver wire. I do think it makes sense to spend on Njoku. Uh, you know, if you can't go get one of these running backs uh, to reshape your team, trying to find a way to get a competitive edge at a onesie position makes more sense to me than adding depth at wide receiver, unless you're just absolutely desperate at that position. Yep. So I actually think Ninjoku is one of the biggest priority names on the waiver wire. I'd probably put him right behind Jamal Williams in terms of, you know, if you're, if you need an immediate jolt uh, to your squad uh, to recover, you started Owen three or one and two and Joku's your, your best ticket out of that, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think it's fair to mention Conklin as an honorable and, you know, you can roster him and find out uh, what he looks like with, with Zach Wilson coming back. So I think that takes us through uh, the waiver wire priority plays that we wanted to outline. Curtis, remind everybody what we will be up to tomorrow. Oh boy. Yeah. We've been having a lot of fun on our Tuesday night, uh, uh, fantasy football projection show. And so that's going to be coming back. Uh, you know, the attendance on the live streams has been growing week over week over week. And so we're going to do that again. So make sure, you know, if Tuesday morning when you're listening, you got a question you want to ask us, you know, live, get an answer, you, know, you got to break that tie in your flex, or uh, you just, you, know, you got five receivers for three spots, those types of things. Dave and I can take you through that. So we're going to highlight the the guys that we think make a lot of sense to just get into that auto start situation for week four. Um, and also that, you know, might make for sneaky DFS plays uh, in week four, but you know, the, the fun stuff, the topical stuff that, you know, listeners care about Dave is their own fantasy teams. They don't care about these just oh, yeah. in a vacuum. They care. You know, I care about what my team's doing. And so that's what that show uh, is starting to become because that's what you guys want. So throw some questions for us out on Twitter. You can at me or at Dave. And we will uh, start to aggregate those. But most importantly, um, look for the link to drop from the Rotoviz Twitter handle and my handle tomorrow. And you can, uh, you know, you can live stream with us on YouTube and ask questions in the chat. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.